Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited, <laughs> and I forgot that we everyone can hear us. Yes, the music's playing because it's so unprofessional. We have to like, we have to just literally glue it in while we're yes, while we're performing. Yes, yes, we do. Yes. Anyway, <clears throat> well, welcome to Ambridge on the Couch. <laughs> to the cock up that is Ambridge on the Couch. <laughs> we just have to be really quiet whenever we're playing in. Hold anything. your breath. Hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> so so embarrassing. Anyway. Um, <sighs> So yeah, uh, hi everybody, welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, mm-hmm. an in-depth look at the arches, with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman and Mr Newbie. Before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap, we all need it, on what happened this <laughs> week in Ambridge. Kate decided she hadn't had quite enough attention recently, so she decided to fight the good fight with the vicar. The echo in the church ramped up massively just to make sure any members of the congregation who were behind a pillar and who might not have heard got it in full stereo. I was a bit baffled as to how Susan knew that Amy and Chris had bumped uglies. But then I went on Twitter and realised that no one else knew either, which was comforting. So I decided that Susan had been cleaning his flat and found some damp tights that were not his size. (laughs) Being Susan, she demanded an explanation. And also being Susan, once she found out it was Alan's daughter, she was delighted as being a vicar is nearly as good as being an Aldridge and might get her her own parking space outside the church as she's now as good as family and it would be one up on Clary, who, although attending dutifully every Sunday doing the flowers, has never got close to being related. It does seem a somewhat pivotal moment for us not to have heard. But then we did get to hear all the ins and outs of rewilding subsidies. So, you know, springs and roundabouts. <laughs> Susan went a bit mad in the shop and started giving away free gifts to anyone who wasn't an Aldridge, including Amy, who had wandered in looking like Juliet Stevenson in Truly Madly Deeply. Why Amy didn't just blow her nose on her sleeve and have a snivel in private as she literally lives two feet away from the church, I don't know. But she felt the need to walk to the shop so that lots of people saw her. <laughs> Lillian also went to the shop to get her copy of Big Horsey Bottom Weekly and Susan rolled it up and told her where to shove it. Tom had a chat with Jazza and they reminisced about all the good times they'd had in the past, bitching about each other and having massive arguments. Jazza said he was worried about his job and Tom helpfully suggested he retrain to become something in cyber. (laughs) Then Tom went off to take Natasha to hospital for her scan of the twins, Dolce and Gabbana. She casually mentioned that she'd moved the business into Sawyer's farm. Phew, I'm glad I got that done, she said. When did that happen? I'm never sure where Sawyer's is or indeed what it is. And don't write in and tell me because, again, I don't care that much. But in my head, I get it confused with Huckleberry Finn. So I see it as a sort of white picket fence affair. And now it's full of trees and a single apple squisher, which we found out Natasha has, which will probably make it look nicer. So is there any staff going to be at Sawyer's farm? Will we meet them? 
Can they be friends with Hermione and Engelbert from Barrow or whatever they were called? Or is it very much Natasha squishing one apple at a time, pouring it into a little bottle, then sticking a label on it with her tongue poking outside of her mouth with concentration? Uh, incidentally, she's got gestational diabetes. Lots of people on the Twitter said, for goodness sake, you wouldn't find that out from a scan or a quick blood test. But I don't know if it's just feeling tired and wanting to wee all the time, then I've got it. <laughs> she's got to limit her sugar intake. Thank God she's not living at Brookfield or she'd be in intensive care in about an hour and a half. Tony reacted in his usual adult and mature way to the news that his hotline to the Whitworths factory was being cut off and started whining. But I have a special small pudding bowl and I never have seconds. And if you don't let me, I will wee myself on purpose. See, look, I have. Tony distracted himself by doing some research, he said importantly. He wants to buy Tamworths for the rewilding. This seems short-sighted when Barrow is full of enormous fat piggos that no one knows what to do with. Could they not just let them all go in the rewilding? They could be like those yes. goats in Clandidno that fight in Morrison's car park. Or maybe they can't because they are towny pigs as they've been brought up in Barrow. So they won't own any waterproofs. They'll turn up in flip-flops, scream at the mud, refuse to eat the brambles and want fries instead. <laughs> Talking of Barrow, are you familiar with the African swine fever situation in Germany? Give us your views on 0800 100 100. <laughs> well, there was an update of sorts about Barrow. Glenda is a mole and a loose cannon in a tent. What a startling sight she must be around the conference room table. Fallon said she didn't realise that it was that obvious that she was cross with Amy at Martha's baby shower. Ob baby party. Obvious. Fallon, you practically had her on a headlock poking her in the eye. Then we hit peak Kate, who was giving praise and thanks to the source of all for killing Roy. I think we can all get behind that. Kate wound her neck in after her attack on Alan. Alan told Amy, who sighed a lot, and announced she was leaving again. She's like a ping pong ball on a bit of elastic. Chris and Amy met up. He remembered who she was, which was a good start. And she said she loved him, which was not. <laughs> I don't love you, he said, but I might do. So let's have a bit of sex again and you can clean the oven and then we'll see. The Mr. Muscle's over there. The end. <laughs> it was a bit odd. Didn't you think it was a bit funny or weak? It was very strange. And also strange. that bit with Amy and Chris was just... Oh, my God. Oh my I think my, I'm not sure my toes are ever going to unclench. No, I actually felt so sorry for Amy, the actress, because I was like, she, when yeah. she started in the Archers, she was like cool, you know, yeah. cool daughter of a vicar, yeah. and then she became a midwife. So, so she had really good credentials. Now they've mm. turned her into a moaning, attention-seeking, um, bit like naive rather pathetic really uh, immature really I mean, immature what under what what horrible terrible circumstances would you have to be in before you said to somebody do you love me but i so say what i found most annoying <sighs> about that apart from the fact it was completely unbelievable was that they so they've I just feel they've done her a massive disservice as a character like I think they've really let her down and made her annoy just annoying mm. and needy but the, but then also I think they were like oh uh, yeah because actually no let's let's treat this in a really mature way and like she could just be really honest about her feelings he could be really honest about his feelings and then because everyone's been so honest they could just like yeah leave really amicably and because uh, I feel like she was like um, I'm, I'm just going to protect myself and be really honest and like okay he doesn't love me so but I'm like totally fine with that so I'll just leave it was like I, a if you love someone and then they say I don't love you you are completely distraught and yeah. humiliated you're not going to go alright bye yeah <laughs> 
I'm totally and utterly vulnerable and just like a massive raw nerve. Not just, yeah, not just kind of, oh, all right. And then you literally (laughs) wouldn't be able to get out of bed for two weeks, would you? And you'd also sit there thinking, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? She gave, she put her heart on yeah. in the palm of her hand, gave it to him, and yeah. he just battered it away. Yeah. But fine, of course, because obviously they've slept together once. Yes. They've only, known, they've only known each other for like <laughs> four weeks. It's so weird. Why did they have to put that bit in? But I think it was because they thought the stakes had to be high for her to leave. So yeah. she had... I don't know why. Was... She leaves every time anyone sneezes. She's permanently leaving. <laughs> so we thought she'd already left. I know. <laughs> and she was just hiding. I am back again. I'm off. I'm back. I'm off. I'm back. <laughs> I think she's got a loyalty card with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On and a conjunction. And then also, I'm sure in the past, we've heard her go, yeah, because Ambridge is my home. And then this time she was like, because Ambridge has never felt like my home. No. Nottingham's my home. <laughs> and All also, friends are in Nottingham. It's like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> Try, this is all weird. And Sorry. also, you've made this cosmically massive decision to give up your entire vocation. Exactly. And I've now decided to just, you might as well have another bash at it, really. And also, you, if you've made that decision to give up midwifery, to be a dog walker, you mm. must have given up rent on your flat. Yeah. So where we, if yeah. Nottingham's your home, but you presume you haven't got a home, actually, because yeah. how could you have been paying for it? Yeah. It's all annoying. If all I was about to, to pop triplets, I would much rather have a midwife who actually felt vaguely committed and who hadn't spent the last six months wandering around with a golden retriever <laughs> on a lead. <laughs> me too she was like oh yeah i'll just pick up midwifery again and i was like yeah. oh will you now love <laughs> well they might not want you back actually apart from it's the nhs so they will cry yeah, with yeah, relief like, but anyway oh my thank god, god. Thank god Amy. we'll we'll give you a free house and everything please come back um but it just I, I found it so it was like a cb not a cbbc cbbc yeah you know where it was like come on guys let's show that we can all be really mature about like yeah. relationships yeah. and like yeah do you know what i'm just gonna like be honest and then you be honest and let's like be friends and then i'm gonna go and make up with the like the girl whose husband i slept with and yeah. we're just all gonna be really like really grown up about things but it was so i found it so annoying every so often we have a tracy <gasps> beaker episode and that yes. is a tracy beaker episode it's not every so often, Lucy. It's getting more and more <laughs> frequent. It was just like, should either do it realistically yeah. and have her break yeah. down and him be like, whoa, this is weird. I'm really weird. We've only known each other for 12 hours yeah. and we slept together once and the sex wasn't even that good. No. Or, or or just do her like, I mean, if it was me that I, and I had fallen, I think you'd know, wouldn't you? Like, you totally would know. And if it was me, I would go and say, look, I'm here. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. this, is, this is where you can contact me if you if you want to chat in the exactly. future. Exactly. And let him do it. I wouldn't risk that kind oh, of. It's too risky. And how could how could she have not have been? But they wrote it so that she didn't sound humiliated. I'm sorry. Mm, you. You'd be However, gutted. however thick skinned you are, if if you say I love you and someone goes, oh, do you know yeah. what? Oh. <laughs> no, it's a bit awkward, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love you coming here to clean my flat. <laughs> it just really, really annoyed me. And then Alice being all like, oh, you know, do you know what? I forgive you. I found that all so annoying. Just leave it. Leave it. Let her go to Nottingham. Leave it. And then to say, I will, I'll, I'll always be your friend, Chris. Yes. I thought, no, you wouldn't. You'd go, right, fine. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. Bang. So exactly. that the, the, the door of the flat 
rattled and the and the bloody fire escape stairs fell off. And, and, and then also, and then that's that. You'd never speak to them again. Well, I wouldn't. But also, Chris is like, oh, thank God for that. Yeah. He's really lucked out, actually, hasn't mm. he? Because he's managed to, for some, I don't know how, he hasn't been the bad one in any of this. And, um, you know, Amy's uh, taken on all this sort of stress and emotional mm. trauma and he's just been like, do you know what? I'm 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 fine with it. I all. think that's called the patriarchy. <laughs> right. Listen, listen to this. This is this is this is what this is what happened in the episode when Chris was talking to Amy. Does that mean you're definitely moving? Yes. <laughs> Does that mean you're definitely moving? Could you just yes. sign this piece of paper to say that you're definitely moving and not coming back? <laughs> Exactly. He, you could literally yeah. hear. He almost Ooh. fell on the floor with relief, didn't he? <laughs> oh, they were after she was like, "Oh, but I love you. But are you sure you don't love me? But I, I'm gonna just be not. I'm just gonna be in Nottingham so we can still stay in touch." And he was like, "Oh no, honestly, it's fine. It's just, you, are, are you really leaving? <laughs> you are though, aren't you? You are though, definitely." <laughs> I had visions of, um, of him actually not letting her in and that she was shouting through the letterbox. <laughs> I love you, Chris! And he's going, yeah, do, do you want a coffee? I can pour one back through the letterbox. But they ruined her this week. Like, starting yeah. off with her crying, as you said, crying in Susan's shop. Susan, I don't, I don't they, made, oh. they turned her into a really needy, attention-seeking... And I'm sorry, we've all, we've all had a bit of a... <laughs> without a tissue, and that is what your sleeve is for. Are you... D- as if, as Sometimes it's what go. your COVID mask is for in extremis. Yeah, totally. It's always the COVID mask, isn't it? I mean, didn't we all blow our nose with it? Because it's so useful just having it there, isn't it? To, like, to wipe your snot away. But you wouldn't go to the shop no. crying. Just get when your house roll. is next door because your it's a vicarage. <laughs> you just go to the toilet and get some yes. loo rolls. yes. Who even has yes. tissues nowadays? I know. Anyway, oh, who buys them? I mean, mm. sometimes, you know, in Boots, when you walk past and they're like on offer or they've got a pretty box, you're like, oh, I might buy it. <laughs> I mean, we've got so many boxes of tissues, never opened them. <laughs> I don't, because they just, I don't know, they're just for the box, aren't they? I have a handkerchief. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You have a handkerchief? Of course. Are you born 40 years ago? Yes, we've established <laughs> that. I was actually born very nearly 50 years ago, but thank you. For highlighting that to the ladies and gentlemen of YouTube. Handkerchief? Yes. Handkerchief? I mean, unless you've got a full-on bubbling snot cold, it's much more ecologically sound. It's because you're very eco, Lucy. Yes, exactly. You you do the right thing for the planet. That is the right thing. Because you're supposed to... Yes. But I just wouldn't know even where to get one of them. What? Where'd you get one? John Lewis. Where'd you buy one? John Lewis. (laughs) Where else? (laughs) John Lewis. What's funny about John Lewis now? <laughs> God. <laughs> it's like, where would you go to buy buttons? I suppose you could go to John Lewis. Of course you'd but... go to the haberdashery department. <laughs> it's next to the toy bit. <laughs> the haberdashery. They don't, they don't super Listen, just because you specialise in bargain basement supermarket voiceovers, some of us have higher standards. That's all I'm saying. John Lewis with an absolutely superb selection of handkerchiefs, <laughs> buttons and <needle> shit. Bread. <laughs>
I admire your commitment to the planet. I thank you. Greta would love you. I'm going to get a handkerchief. I just genuinely wouldn't have know where to buy one. I will buy you a handkerchief. Okay. Oh, thanks. Oh, pretty. And but I will then, stitch the word sod all... off Harriet on it. <laughs> but do you have to sort of like wash it daily? How does that work? Well, you have more than one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like a pa- box. Mm. Box of handkerchiefs. Mm. Anyway. Yes. It was silly what she did. Yes, it was and silly an, what it, she and did. And it was annoying. Yes. But then, so because she was so annoying and um, needy all week and basically was like, should I leave? Should I leave? And everyone was like, yes, please leave. Yeah. This also happened with um, with her dad. I'm not sure I can stay here anymore. <laughs> what do you mean? I think I should go back to Nottingham. For good, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Even Alan was like, oh, finally. Thank you, God, you listened. Just this once, you listened. <laughs> they really set her up this week. I felt really bad for the actress, actually. I just, if I was her, I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not, this is not the character I signed up for. Yeah. <laughs> And also, but did you see on Twitter someone said she's leaving because she's pregnant? I don't know if that's a rumor. Oh, well, oh, that's just soapy tropey, isn't it? Nobody can ever have unexpected sex without inevitably oh, no. getting pregnant. No, the actor. Is oh, pregnant. yeah. Because I, I thought you I thought, can oh, still talk while pregnant, can't I you? Know, I know it can't be. Right, I talked all the way through it. I remember twice. <laughs> mm. Talked through mm. pregnancy. Yes. Um. Yes, and you can, of course you can talk. It's you not can, the handmaid's tale. You're allowed you to. Even, you don't even have to wear a special dress, you know. No. In, you don't have to go for a special costume fitting when you're doing the archers. No. I know, I, that can't be right. Maybe I got confused and they were talking about... Because the obvious thing would be she goes to Nottingham and then yes. she's pregnant. And well, at that, least she can use her midwifery skills on someone, even though it's only herself. But I think that would only have happened... If I think that storyline might have been likely if she'd have sort of gone off devastated. It felt like it was too clean and too mm. tied up mm. for there to be any sort of story, you know, story potential future storyline there. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And I mean, it just baffled me that somebody who is as supposedly intelligent as her would think that she could continue having a relationship with somebody when the relationship had started in as fraught a way as that had, and that that would be all right, that they would continue to have the relationship long distance or, you know, she said, if it was worth me staying here, and you just think, are you kidding? With half the village wanting to kill you. And she she kept kept going on about, I've just got to protect myself. Mm. And that would just, all right, just go, then stop going on about it. Stop trying to get people. She was basically desperate for someone to say, oh, please don't go. Yeah. And And even her dad went, shall I help you pack? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So embarrassing. Poor Amy. I felt so sorry for her. But also there was a sort of um, uh, a sense then of... Her, you know, like when you've all gone out and there's one person that keeps going, I really should go home. Yeah, I really should, yeah. And you just feel like going, OK, just go then. Yeah. Because yeah. because people, even if people are feeling quite warm about you staying, by the time you've fannied around for that long and been that irritating and dithery, people, know, you, you actually just push people away. Totally, totally. She, she like, lost just... all her self-respect and it was horrible. Because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. she's not That's supposed I mean. to be like that. 
No. And she went from the one that she, when she was, like you said, she was defending Alice and, um, yes. and to, to Sabrina Thwaite outside the shop. And do you want another look and all that stuff? Yeah. To kind of going, ah, oh, creepy. It's just not, I don't think it's fair what they've done to the no. character. I think no. it's a bit, yeah, just not, I just, it leaves a bad taste in the mouth, I think. Yes. But, um... Anyway, obviously it's only a story, Lucy, isn't it? It's not real. <laughs> but the, the whole Amy and Chris storyline was worth it for Kate's outburst. For the Kate oh. showdown in the, in the church. No, my favourite bit was the bong of Kate doing the... Um, <laughs> the when she was committing Roy to the earth. That was when she just when poor Alan had to sat there thinking, what the hell? I don't. I was a bit like when they did that. Though I was like, oh my god, it's almost like they were because it was such a good scene, wasn't it? And they were obviously so keen to do that, but then now they've wasted Roy. They've they've yeah. wasted that fish. Like they can't do that again. I feel like. Could they not have saved that up? Because I like the fish, Roy. Well, we were hoping that that was going to go on for years, weren't we? Where, you know, like a sort of a fish off every two two seconds. Every time there was a lull, we'd go back to find out whose fish was looking a bit peaky. And there could have been so much. They could have squeezed every sort of um, comedy Kate stuff out of that. But no, it was really funny. But I was just surprised it was so soon. I love the fact, though, that Kate decided that it was clearly an old fish. <laughs> it had died of old age. So it was, he'd clearly been through a lot before he got to me or something. And you're like, no, you killed it, love, you killed it. <laughs> but I, I think there's going to, I think there's still going to be, there's room for more fish. <laughs> As in, Kate might just protect, there might have to, you know, there'll be a replacement fish or something, you know, because I think the war with Roy will go, you know, the competition will carry on. Right. Don't you? Well, she's not going to want to admit to Roy that she's killed it. No, exactly, exactly. Or Phoebe, in fact. So she's going to have to get another fish. Mm. Yeah, they'll find some leverage in it, won't they? Um, The pigs. The pigs, yes. So they've got three months to make it work, have they? That that was boring, wasn't it? We all tuned out, didn't we? Whenever, like, Martin... Whenever there's like a meeting between Brian and Justin Martin, I just completely. It's just lots off. of old men, all of whom sound the uh, same gag. Blah, 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 blah. Profit, profit, profit. Pig swine flu. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, yes. illness, chicken pox, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> chicken pox. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get, <laughs> can we get Kate back on? <laughs> Put Kate as the head of the board. It was quite sweet, though, when Neil told to, uh, Jazza that he thought of him as family. I liked that. Yeah, it was fine. Mm. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. I just was like, Ugh. anyway, and and then, but then suddenly, all those other people were all those like the suddenly those mm. other people were leaving, weren't they? Yes. Like, somebody left. Yes. In half. Well, somebody wouldn't somebody talk. Was fired. He said he just he wouldn't answer me, and I thought that's handy. <laughs> 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 He's the strong and silent type, clearly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of those at Ambridge. <laughs> But so what? So they've got three months, and then what happens? Oh, nothing. But well, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I presume it's they've got to streamline about. it and everything. But you're not going to be able to make any any impact in three months. And the situation, in terms of you know the actual the fact that there's nobody working in abattoirs, isn't going to get fixed in three months. So quite how they're going to pull that out of the bag, I've no idea. So basically, they're going to review it in three months. Yes. And, then, and what about Justin? Is he still w- wondering whether to sell his shares? Or does he have to... I don't I'm know. so boring. I don't care. I just But what do you care. think the thing is that he said he wanted to talk about another project in Ambridge? 
Who said that? Um, Justin. Justin, yeah. Oh, yeah, there was something. Because he refused to take on the yeah. role as chair. And he said, poison chalice, ma, ma, well, ma. Well, wasn't that the stable? Maybe the stables? Well, that's then, his but current the, project. Yeah, but then he would talk about the stables, wouldn't he? Oh, and he was saying it's like a... It, it's like a secret, secret thing. I mean, I genuinely, genuinely Don't wasn't care. listening. No. It's too boring. Especially when you've got to concentrate on other bits of the arches. Yeah. just Sometimes your ears need a break, don't they? Especially yes. if you're doing more than one episode in a day. <laughs> Which we both were, I think. <laughs> um, uh, and why was Glenda the mole... Like, so basically, just, he was just lucky that she was a mole, and Brian was lucky that there was a genuine mole. Yes. Because yes. then it means they don't find out he was the mole. Yes. But Glenda was clearly another mole. Yes. Right, okay, well, that was lucky. More moles than a golf course. Ridiculous storyline that was. I don't <laughs> like it when there's. Also, that it did genuinely really annoy me that we didn't hear Susan being told that Chris had had it off with. Yeah, Amy. yeah, yeah. Because uh, because we didn't... Basically, the whole village knew, didn't they? Yes. But there was no reason for them to know. No. Because Amy only told... Well, unless... So, basically, Fallon blabbermouthed to everyone. But Clearly. Fallon wouldn't have told no, Susan. No, of course she wouldn't. No, she wouldn't. I know. I know. Well, that that was just a sort of, con- yeah, convenience job, wasn't it? But I... Because I would have loved... Cause, Susan would have gone bonkers because it it would look bad, and then she'd then the sort of the how Come much round. how much yeah. she loves Christopher would. Yeah, sort of, I, I thought it was you know. funny how she was basically like, yeah, yeah you would be my favourite daughter. Yes, no doubt. About Chris, it. why don't you have sex with her again, yes. just to seal the deal? And even though you're a vicar's daughter, I will permit you to have sex with him without being married. Just don't tell Neil. <laughs> but I'll get Neil to shine the bells for the wedding day. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually found that really funny. That of course, of course she'd be delighted. Yeah, absolutely. She? It's like Doctor Vicar. But, it was, but dentist. that's what was gross yeah. about it because it was always like Amy went in there deliberately to suck up to Susan because yeah. she wanted Chris. If she had, she it was like I know it wasn't, but it was it felt like she wanted to get Chris's mother on side. Yeah, and you know therefore put a bit of pressure on Chris. And then poor old Lillian wanders into the middle of it all without knowing when Susan is feeling particularly <laughs> anti-Aldridge and just gets it in the neck. And even Lillian's going, um, is wrong, Susan? <laughs> when Susan's Lillian. basically spitting at her as she talks. But then Lillian, didn't Lillian uh, rebalance it when she was talking to Kate, wasn't she? Yeah. By basically going, oh, come on, darling. Yeah. Everybody slept with everybody else's husbands. <laughs> Including you. But that's, that's what's so great about Kate is that she is such a brilliant hypocrite. Yes. She doesn't, yeah. you know, she, she, that's what, that's Morally, she head. doesn't have a leg to stand on about no. anything, but it never stops her wading into other oh. people's issues. And if I could remember back that far, there were some excellent lines from her um, speech, weren't there? there was she was really... really good when she sort of said, so how did you feel, Alan, about standing up there talking about... Yeah. You know, respecting your neighbour and being kind to people Love while your daughter. Neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that literally. Yeah. <laughs> she seems to have taken it slightly too far. <laughs> she was great. Yeah, that was very, very good content. That was. Because Kate is always, she is very protective of Alice. She's very protective of all her. Yeah, but also she, any excuse for a drama. Yes. 
Yeah, she just well, loves to wade in. And she loves it when someone else cocks up because if someone else is, then no one's looking at her. So that's it, always handy, you know. It was just really weird that she was in church. Yes. And then, especially because then <laughs> she had her sort of spiritual funeral and she was like, I'm not religious, you know, or... or, or you know, it was sort of like, why was she at church? Why was she at church? It was a Mother's Day thing. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course it was. Oh, yeah. Yes. That, seems, that seems like years ago. Yes. Oh, okay. That's why. Right. Um, uh, Natasha. Yes. Pat, don't have a heart attack. I just don't want you to worry. No, I can see you're worrying. It's not very serious, but it is quite serious. And Pat was like, what? Oh, my God, what? It's it's not, honestly, Tom's already panicking. So I just, look, and I was like, oh, my God. Just, I mean, of course it's quite serious. But, like, lots of people have gestational diabetes. Yes. I, don't, I think you'd just be like, oh, unfortunately, I've got gestational diabetes. Yeah. So, just, so I've just got to cut but, down on the puddings. But, but like, no, it's got to be a big thing and everyone's but got like, to stop eating the them. The way she told I know, Pat I know. was literally yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just, I am the calm one in this situation. Yes. And you were just like, And saying to some, before so you tell somebody something, saying to them, now stay calm. Yeah, They've already, exactly. their head's already blown off like a pressure cooker but with panic did, about what they're about to say. Just, she just tell that, them did, right from the outset. But that's Natasha oh. all over it, isn't it? She, again, another sort of yeah. like attention-seeking, manipulative yeah. woman. Just, I mean, it was just, I just thought, oh God, that's so annoying, isn't it? When people, of course, it's a serious, you know, something to take really seriously in your pregnancy, isn't it? But like, it's, it's quite common, especially when you're over... 35. Yes, and you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but anyway, that and then but and then then the sort of like oh, awkward, you know, Pat and Pat and Tony having that. Um, <laughs> Shall we have an affair? <laughs> it's a bit like an affair. <laughs> Let's have some secret sugar. Like, who gives it? Natasha is not going to give a toss if you put a bit of sugar on your pancake, yes. and she doesn't. Honestly, I mean, did did you find that annoying? Yes. Very. Um, also, uh, d- just Tony is un. Tony is regressing. Oh, unbearable. I think he's like wearing shorts all the time now. That's kind of how I, see, you know, shorts and a V-neck. With even Natasha is now treating him like he's three years old, yeah. isn't she? <laughs> like sort of like, all right, Tony, you can. Uh, here, I'll give you a tiny finger with a tiny bit of jam on it. You can have it. <laughs> Or, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But when he actually said, I'm already using my special bowl and oh I never have put, never have seconds, I thought, oh nobody God. wants to have sex with somebody that talks like no. that. No, it's, but that, and I think that's what made the whole sort of like, <laughs> let's go and have a secret sugar. Because you're like, oh my God. But now Pat has also become like, yeah. um, you know, like it turned into a four-year-old. It's oh. all a bit like, oh, I can't, I don't. I, also, this isn't a storyline, is it? It's, no. It's, uh, who gives a It's toss? one of those ones that we're spoke, that's supposed to be light relief, but instead makes us want to rip all the wallpaper oh off the walls God. with frustration because it's so pointless and irritating. I, I mean, I... I, I've had lots, you know, lots of friends with gestational diabetes, got out for coffees with them. I wouldn't have not had a... I mean, maybe I'm a really selfish person, but I would never have even thought about not having a cake. No. <laughs> it's not my fault you're pregnant. <laughs> you can't catch sugar. It's fine. <laughs> maybe that makes me a really bad It's not person. my fault you're pregnant. I didn't have sex with you. <laughs> but 
I really don't think Natasha gives a toss no. whether you have, like, you know, it's sweet of Tom. To and Natasha's one of those people, I imagine, who's got a sort of, you know, slightly haphazard attitude to eating and probably have a pack of Haribo for a dinner sort of thing yeah. because she's forgotten to eat anything else. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure... I'm sure. And, and yeah. nice of her husband to, you know, it's like, you know, if, if one of you has to give up yeah. drinking, it's, you know, it's nice, isn't it, to, to, yes. to support your partner. But Pat and Tony are just just how, basically Ugh. housemates, aren't they? That, yeah. Just imagine how horrible it must be living there. Ugh. I can't. And even like, so I think you're fine when it's my turn to go, I won't be making a pudding. pudding. Oh, and you're like, oh my God, who, right. makes, who yeah. makes puddings? Yeah. Don't you just have a yogurt or you know like yeah it, it's such a funny household isn't it who would have time to make a after a busy day at work well i'm going to make an eve's pudding for the pudding <laughs> i've got to make a big shepherd's pie first and then i'm gonna but i don't know it's he's so it's it feels like that household lives in the 1950s yes doesn't it? yes yes absolutely and there's a sort of I feel quite disappointed because I wanted there to be many many more punch-ups between Natasha and Pat yes, and and they totally. all seem to be getting on very well and that's really annoying well it's like the sort of really dull version of the darling buds of May yeah with no yeah. humor at all no a lot of and pudding. No charm a lot of pudding and no sex instead it is just no I don't think anyone's having sex I don't I oh, come on like Pat and Tony can't have had sex for uh, 40 years it, you oh, could no, not have you could 40, not have sex with somebody okay. no. that talks like tony talks no no you'd no, feel no, really no. weird unless she gets a kick out of his sort of oh no 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 <laughs> she might oh, Harriet, stop stop no impact because she treats she talks know, to him yeah. like that doesn't she yeah. and then when she was like um, <laughs> i was just so Got all like naff when when he was like, Oh come on, go on, you let's do that sugar thing. Let's go get a sticky toffee pudding in and she was like, Oh and then she was like, Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this, Tony. Or she said something like, um, Oh, is this so this is this is really bad of me, but yeah. Or I don't know, there was something uh... she said that was uh a bit cringy and but uh, fair play to them. I feel like I'm being mean. No, you're not. It's really oh, yeah. annoying. But it they're always annoying. like it. They're always like it. It was the yeah, same. It's like, it's like they're like it now, but on drugs like yeah. it. It's really ramped up. <laughs> like Tony, again, Tony's character, he's turning from a... And and, he, and like how, again, like with the rewilding and he's there going, well, I've told them they should have pigs and sheep mm. and goats and, yeah. you know, elephants. Zebras. and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and they were like, oh, actually, we, we've already, we did the livestock. We've yeah. already, like, he must be so annoying. Don't you think? Mm. Well, that's uh, why he they couldn't they quite really believe that they actually wanted him because that's why he assumed that his mother had waded in and said, you know, but Can he's you... gone in to be a consultant, and now <sighs> now he's back. He's he's almost bought a flock of sheep to go and live on the. And again, right? So again, this is really confusing. He wants to buy some pigs, but there's loads of pigs at Barrow that are being slaughtered. Yes. Why not just bring the pigs over from Barrow? Because they're there. the wrong sort of pigs. Well, surely a pig is a pig. No, doesn't it it's just eat not. The... No, come on, a pig is a pig. A pig is not a pig. It eats the grass, eats no, the acorns. No, Don't See, how, do you know about, how do you know about pigs? <laughs> a pig is a pig. A, p- a dog is a dog. Yes. A cat is a cat. Yes, a dog is a dog, but a terrier is not a Great Dane, is it? Yeah, but it barks, it eats, it shits. I mean, what do they need the pig to do? Do they have the same food? 
I don't know. Well, there we go then. So pedigree chum. <laughs> no, t- oh. Tamworths are an old breed, and they're supposed to be. Do you know about this? For yes, real? they're better. Yeah, they're better off outside, and they clear vegetation. They're good at. They're good at that sort of well, thing. Just train those they barrow on ones up to you do can't that. Train them. Bet you can. Oh. That would have been a better storyline. Mm. Training up the barrow pigs, getting them fit and ready for rewilding. Right. Yeah. Save the pigs. I mean, it's just all a mess. If barrow is like, you know, if you're having to slaughter pigs, and then you've got this all yeah. this lovely land with free apples on it, or whatever pigs <laughs> eat, just put them on there. Yeah. And again, it's like Tony. So, so obviously, barrow's in trouble because they can't afford the pigs because they're not. They haven't got much income. How is the rewilding going to afford, like, brand new Exmoor ponies? Mm. How are they going to feed them? How are they going to pay for Alistair to come out and inject them? <laughs> it's just made me so cross. I was like, ugh, I can't bear this, like, the rewilding, for there being no sort of business plan in rewilding. Well, Natasha said, didn't she, about um, subsidies? Yeah. About taxpayers are paying for it. And I can see how you would be somewhat bitter if you're yes. somebody that is actively trying to feed make a business out of producing really good quality feed like a ridiculous fruit juices that's one apple at a time yeah um you could just eat an apple really um <laughs> then you know and then and then and then Kirsty and rex are you know buying ridiculous things with our own money basically with taxpayers money i think that's must have been what grated on me was mm. that you've got like that guy being kicked off Barrow, he hasn't yeah. got a job now. Jazz's hours being cut down. Meanwhile, rewilding because it's an inheritance thing. Yeah. It's just a load of land. And of course, it's really important. But where are they getting the money? How can they be sitting on their laurels? Because it's subsidy. When... Because they're doing it and you get paid for doing it. Well, why can't they turn Barrow into rewilding? <laughs> because Surely it's an industrial unit. It doesn't just, make sense, Just Lucy. knock it all down. and yes. Knock it all down and plant some trees. Get the <laughs> Natasha over there. She'll she'll kick it into shape. <coughs> but it's annoying, oh. isn't it? I I did I I found it all really confusing. Mm. But you know, pigs. The well, I just felt that because there was no, I, I don't know. Maybe I was the only listener who was like, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's loads of pigs being killed. No. But on the other hand, yeah. Tony's getting pigs in. Yeah. This doesn't make sense. Yes, I know, I know. No, Poor I didn't piggies. think it did either. And it did raise a lot of questions about for me anyway what what farmers are dealing with at the minute and it was like back to the old days at the start of the common market where where um farmers are being paid loads to chuck away grain and things like that or it just to go in the bottom mountain and you know the dairy stuff go in the bottom mountain where it just sat there and got wasted right um yeah i mean i don't really understand if you're if you're working your ass off as a subsistence farmer i should imagine it's highly irritating to see some git who's never done a proper day's farming in their life being paid god knows how much to swan about talking about butterflies you know (laughs) (laughs) i'd imagine (laughs) but then why don't they make more of that like that would be interesting wouldn't it because that's quite contemporary as well isn't it it, yeah because it's such a i don't know i don't know much about but i think they they kind of they always want to put a positive spin on rewilding, don't they? Because it is important and it is the kind of thing. I mean, that... it was good that Natasha did throw in her yeah. yada yada rewilding, yeah. 
but like they always do that, don't they? They always have to quickly just chuck in a sort of yeah. Um, Here's the other side of the story, guys. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. done that. Tick next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the old Brexit thing. <laughs> yes, but on the other hand. <laughs> oh yeah, who was it? Well, Tony was. Someone was explaining it. Oh, it would have been Tony in real detail. <sighs> all, and you're like, uh, oh, just try and make it. Try and make it. Just try and make it. Skip to the conversational. And Tony. Are, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> right. Should we do some emails because we've had a yeah. hundred million billion. Oh yay! Yay! Um, Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Remember last week we had the um the, the gorgeous little puppies and we named oh, them. Oh yeah, yes. Did and has have those names officially? I don't know. She's gone very quiet, so probably yes. not. But anyway. <laughs> I hope they're all right, Lucy. Oh my yes. God. Uh, but we didn't kill them. We just said this is what they should be and called. And we did put a anyway. photo on. We need and another we photo, though. Yes, please send we, more photos of photos the Photos of the litter. Yes. Yeah, but they're so cute now. They are. Um, anyway, Owen messaged us and said yeah. uh, that, you know, what we said that we would have one of the puppies would be called Justin Elliott. Yeah. And, and that it should be like surname and... Uh, yes, surname it and should be thing. the full yes. Christian name. Come here, Shula Abdelloyd, sit. Um, he said, just to recount, our best friend Josephine, was. this is Owen Kiffin, was brought up in Antrim, Northern Ireland. On her estate, it was common practice to refer to the animals by their given and family name, as in, <laughs> Mam, I just got bit by Seamus Feeney! Or, Mam, Mam, help, I'm being chased by Saber O'Malley! <laughs> <laughs> also, Harriet made a very good point about the merits of Chris and Alice reaching a sensible sharing arrangement. This would allow Chris to drop Martha off on a Friday evening, allowing him and Amy to enjoy unfettered rumpety pumpety time <laughs> without interruptions. They've really not thought this one through. No, exactly. Keep up the sterling work. Now I have no chemical toilets to empty. The three of you delight my ears while I'm doing the weekly Morrison's shop. I think <laughs> oh, I'd probably. What's happened to the chemical they've moved toilet? off. They've moved off the boat. Sorry, because uh, Rex moved in. Because Rex moved in, yeah, they yeah. sold it to Rex. Um, right, this is Virginia O'Rourke. Do you know what's bugged me this week while listening to The Archers? I mean, really bugged me. It's not the new improved Kate who's become all sage and self-reflective. It's not even that we all missed out on Susan finding out Chris slept with Amy. It was weird when Susan was bestowing her blessing on Cramie. But no, not that. It wasn't even... Todd, Tony's toddleresque sugar-free tantrum. <laughs> what really bugged me was Lillian on Sunday. She bumped into Kate outside the shop and offered her a lift to the Mother's Day lunch, which Kate accepted. So imagine my surprise to hear the conspicuous sound effect of walking. No car, no horse, just no. walking. 
All I could imagine was Lillian carrying Kate, fireman's lift style, on her back. Or was Kate being piggybacked by Lillian? I just want to know how many G&Ts it takes for Lillian to strap Kate into a baby carrier on her shoulders. I never noticed that. No, I didn't. I'm going to listen back now. (laughs) So Lillian said... Would you like a lift? Yeah. Would you like a lift? I'm driving to to the thing on Mother's Church on Mother's Day lunch. And then they walked. (laughs) Um... Right. That's the sort of non-continuity we love about the we Archers, do, isn't it? We do, yes. Any more of that would be great. <laughs> you know, like when people write into the Sunday Times with like they cross about historical... Yes. Um, I think you you'll know, find that those yes. colour post boxes were not available until 1907. <laughs> so quite what they like were doing. Blah, blah, blah. That Cliff Richard didn't release uh, yeah. <laughs> Holiday till 1967, June 1967. Yeah, those, that, that's what we need, Lucy. Yes. We need, we need, um, yeah, I'll think of a name. Okay. Uh, Richard Keeling. I can't believe you kept saying how much you loved the goldfish, yet you never thought to have an Ambridge on the Couch style goldfish competition with a little Harriet and a little Lucy. Maybe Mr. Newbie and Febreze could have a similar competition. I can see this Archer's goldfish story running for years, if not for decades. Wrong! I predict the original goldfishes will die. <laughs> The relative owner will then replace it so the other owner doesn't find out, then vice versa, and we have years of Kate and Roy secretly replacing Kate and Roy (laughs) until 20 years down the line we have the two longest living living goldfishes (laughs) in Ambridge memory when in fact we're on the 14th version of Roy and Kate the goldfish. Oh, how we did laugh. Did we though, he says in brackets. (laughs) Did Lily say the Easter Bunny was grey? If so, could we have discovered the grey man that Philip tried to sell Blake and company to? (laughs) Now that would be a twist no one saw coming. Easter Bunny the Slave Master. I love it. I also have a non-animal related plot prediction. Kate complains about Alan. Alan loses his job or decides he's had enough of the self-righteous congregation of Ambridge. Enter stage left, Vicar Shula. P.S. Lucy, if you would like a trombone player to follow you around and accompany your escapades, I have played since I was 11 and would just need payment of foam bananas and shrimps. Wow. Lovely. Wow, you've got your own tr- big trumpet, Lucy. My own b- trombone. Trombone? Yes. yes. Wow. Yes. That is an offer nobody should turn down. I know, I know. And relatively low a cost A bit of as Richard's well. trumpet, Lucy. <laughs> You t- you you do be like the Easter Bunny though, wouldn't you? With, with you'd be turn up and just go as I was walking along. Yeah. That's a great bunny prediction. That mm-hmm. I'd, lo- I'd love it if it was the grey man. <laughs> um, but also remember, we do have chickens, Lucy and Harriet. Nandos oh yes, we do. And, uh, we do bananas. Aren't they called Nando's and? What was the other one? Yeah, I can't remember what the other one was, actually. Well, Nando's you said the other one was me, and now I've forgotten what it was called now. Oh, Flaps. Flaps, Flaps. yes. Fla- flappy Flaps, mm. yeah. Um, so we do have that. Mm. So uh, the fish story, I agree. Mm-hmm. And the Easter Bunny, we didn't even mention the Easter Bunny this week, but there was that, again, it all came back to Amy, like, oh, my God, I'm so heartbroken. And then she was like, should we have a selfie with the Easter Bunny? <laughs> it was just like, this is weird, isn't it? <laughs> The and whole it, like, Easter Bunny story is weird. I mean, the village is not big enough for somebody to be flapping around, you know, and also, wandering I mean past like, dressed as Easter Bunny without someone going, why, is, why, why isn't so-and-so no. at work? Ah, because he's dressed as the Easter Bunny. Also, as a mother, wouldn't you be a bit like, I'm a bit creeped out by this because this Easter Bunny wants to have selfies with my mm-hmm. kids and wrap his arms around my children. I yes. don't know who's under that costume. No. I'm not um, comfortable with this at all. Yes. Get that honking animal away from my children. 
<laughs> Even Alan was like, I really, really don't want to touch this funny. I really don't want to touch it. It's horrible, that honking thing. I know they have to have it for the radio, but it is horrible. Oh, it's the Easter Bunny again. Hello, Easter Bunny. <sighs> oh, my God. Just wouldn't you be like, uh, hi, um, sorry, I'm really busy. I just, it's horrible. I hate it. I don't like it, Lucy. It's not cute or charming. It's, no, it's, it's really not. It's really not. It's like, because also it's been used on so many horror films as well. <laughs> yes! You know, Donnie Darko, there's that weird rabbity thing and, you know, all kinds of things. It just, it's, it's like the thing of... evil face. It is the stuff of Fixed nightmares. Grin. It is. It's like it. Or you pull the head off and it's either got nothing oh underneath God. or it's like a really horrible... Or it is the grey man. Or rabbit. The scary or it's Kathy. Man. Oh, Kathy got a mention. Did she? Did she? Kathy Sourdough. Is that what they say? Ah. It's, is this Kathy Sourdough? Oh God, Pat just got, I got a stand pat and she was like, um, well, uh, and I've got this delicious uh, wholemeal sourdough. So you can't, you know, so I've got a wholesome meal anyway. I was oh. just like, shut up, she get a life. Get a life. <laughs> God, I couldn't stand them this week, Lucy. As I said to you, why do they have to be in it? Unless they've got something good to say, don't say anything at all, Pat and yeah, Tony. Ever. Just shush. Just go back into your greenhouse, train station, whatever, goat field, goat there was hut. A, um, there was a very good sitcom. It was absolutely masterly called Ever Decreasing Circles, which you probably no, yeah. won't remember. No, I don't remember, Richard but I know the name. Briars in it. And it, it was one of those ones that... It was so painful because it was so gut-wrenchingly, his character was so gut-wrenchingly awful. Anyway, there was a couple in it called Howard and Hilda who used to wear matching jumpers. And that's what I see Pat and Tony, they'd become Howard and Hilda. They were both very infantile and just lived in their own oh, little world of kind of oh, no. babyish, yeah. Oh, poor old Pat, because back in her day, she was the... Um... Yeah, sort she was of, the know, Greenham Common time. Woman feminist, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah. Now look at her. I know. Oh, oh I know. Um, Lisa has messaged us and says, um, I enjoy your podcast so much, I need to ration it to help boost <laughs> me on my most particularly blue and difficult days. Um, I aspire to grow up to be just like both of you, but don't hold your breath as I was born in the 70s and have an upcoming birthday <laughs> for which, well, then we are of the same vintage, my love, for which the only gift I want is a lawn sign display of Lordy Lordy Look Who's 40 signs and have nobody laugh and splutter at the massive lie. Which brings <laughs> me to my actual point in writing to you. You've mentioned tracking and perhaps collecting together fans from different countries. On your blah, 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 every 13th episode, I mentioned that I'd pulled together the American fans I live in Canada, she says, more specifically, oh. Edmonton, Alberta. Oh, that? And wanted Alberta, to let you know... Alberta, <laughs> I love that song, sorry. You have at least one, but certainly many more Canadian fans. And as folks who are still kindly to your queen and sort of, you know, pals of the UK, <laughs> yes, we wish to apologise on behalf of everybody about the conduct of us. Anyway, um, wanted to mention that we are here too and are very definitely not Americans. I'm hoping that there are other Canadians, Canucks, hosers out there, but as we don't tend to be awfully friendly, I don't know if they would want to talk amongst ourselves. Maybe if I'm an orphan fan, you could put me in with some fun folks who would adopt me. <laughs> we could have an orphanage. Yay! <laughs> 
She says, oh, I'm so sorry, Lisa. She says, I battle a ridiculously awful chronic illness. And like Mr. Newby, can succumb to depression. So greatly appreciate that I can always go to your show to help me out. Oh, Oh, Lisa. Oh, we send you all our love. Yes. And she also says, although I've become better at, this is a PS, although I've become better at Brit colloquialisms, I can't translate your biscuit names to our cookie names. Can you explain what jammy dodgers and custard creams, (laughs) etc. look and taste like? And I could then... Try to put forth a North American equivalent. We could, like, do a book, Lucy. You know, like, uh, Pink Panther wafers. What were they called? Pink Panthers. Garibaldi's. Um, custard creams. Ginger nuts. Custard creams. Squash fly biscuits. Tea cakes. Short wagon cake. wheels. Um, come on, come on. Time's running out. Um, um, uh, snowballs. Um, no, what were the <gasps> snowballs? I had called? snowballs the snowballs. other day. Yeah. Oh, they're delicious. God, they're so sugary. Marshmallow with chocolate over the top and then coconut sprinkles on the top. They're what they? gave me gestational diabetes. <laughs> Did you have gestational diabetes? No, but I've got it now because I've eaten all those snowballs. <laughs> have you genuinely got it now? No, of course I haven't. I'm not pregnant, <laughs> am I? Can you only have it then if you're pregnant? Yes, that's what and gestational then... means. <laughs> I don't know, do I? I don't know medical stuff. Um, but but then, then it goes away after you're pregnant, doesn't it? In most cases. I, d- I, I don't know. I yeah, so. I, th- I think basically a lot of people have it because you do because I was confused because I thought you didn't have that test until you were like, uh, you're like, Mm. Over twenty weeks. That's what someone else said. You have the Lucasade test, yeah. which oh. is so disgusting, isn't it? And for anyone who I said uh, to my midwife, if you make me drink that, I will vomit it up because yeah. I hate it. And she said, Well, we haven't got anything else. No. And I said, Well, I don't know what to do then, because I will vomit it up. And she said, Well, it says on my form you've got to drink it. So I drank <laughs> it and vomited it up. And then she said, You vomited <laughs> it up. And I said, Yes, I said I would. And that was the end of that. Uh, they said they just put oh. <laughs> yeah. on your form. Yeah, you go into hospital, you're not allowed to eat or drink anything, are you? For like two hours before. Yeah, for so the you whole feel really before. shaky and sick you and feel just, You feel sick. Anyway, then you drink a yeah. whole bottle of Lucas. And then they push down on your bladder. And then you have to like wait around for three hours. You're not yeah. allowed to have anything else to eat. No. And so everybody faints. Yeah. And <laughs> then you just go home. It's great. <laughs> Can't think why more but people. But I thought that was much further on. Yes. Uh, anyway. Yes. But anyway, whatever. They mm. they need to change things for the archers. Anyway, can it. you explain but, what a jammy dodger to, is? But to um, uh, Lisa, it is uh, two biscuits with a hole in the middle. And little, sat, little, sam- little like shortbread ones, aren't they? Sort of. It's like a sandwich biscuit. So your jam's in the middle, then you sandwich it with two biscuits. Yeah. But it's like really sticky jam, not not like jam jam. If I get five minutes today i'll make a collage of my favorite biscuits you could just draw pictures of them couldn't you yeah i could actually that'd be be much easier Mm. i'll just do that oh yeah i quite like it. and also we know that you're hiding from someone at your house so it would be a very good exercise (laughs) they'll all have gone but also i've got to get on with doing our merch lucy yes i need to hurry up and do that it's Mm. just it takes a while i know i'm having with a meeting with a merch person are you well, someone who does it for a living, oh. it's just even get, getting get, pinning her down is quite difficult. She's very busy. Don't pin her down. She won't like that. And then she won't work with us. <laughs> just offer her to buy her a coffee. Uh, no, I have. That's what I mean. Oh. She, she's just never available. I anyway. You're sort of going to attack her or something. No, some, well, some I'm not going to attack her. Restraint. I'm not going to do that. Okay. But also, can I just say, Lisa, I do the same with, um, not this podcast, obviously, because I don't like listening to myself. I love listening to Lucy. But with uh, Parenting Hell, my favourite podcast... 
you know, Rob Beckett, yes. Josh Widdicombe. I ration it because it, br- it brings me mm. so much joy and laughs that you know there are going to be like moments in your day where you yeah. just do with that little. Yeah. It's just like it's like having two friends sort of like perk you up. Yeah. And so I do exactly the same with that podcast. Yes. So uh, yes, I know exactly. What I you do mean. that with my with my true crime ones. And more, they can't perk you the, up. The more ridiculous they can't. ones. No, but when you're they can't perk you up. When they I'm, must make you depressed. No, but when I'm when I'm fretting about something that really really doesn't matter, and then I go and hear about. You go. At least I'm not going to be murdered. No, because you go and listen to because the ones I'm doing at the moment are mostly in the Appalachian Hills. And the police, the behaviour of the police force in the Appalachian Hills just makes me think, well, whatever else happens, I'm not being looked after by the police force of the Appalachian Hills. So that makes me feel better. What <laughs> is the Appalachian Hills? Is that in America? Yes. I'll oh, send of nowhere. Anyway, very beautiful, also, but deeply terrifying. Um, and where is Alberta in Canada? Is it in the north? You should know better than to ask me. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Of course you're not going to know. Mm. But there was that brilliant song, Alberta, Alberta, I love that. But that might be... There must be somewhere in a... There's obviously an Alberta in the States as well, is there? Anyway. I don't know. Uh, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, Lisa, we'll get you into the orphanage. Yeah, we'll get you into the orphanage and we'll draw you some biscuits. There you go. Yeah. What more could you want? <laughs> right. Philip Bailey says, Hello, lovely Lucy and Heartthrob Harriet. <laughs> um, I listened to last Sunday's podcast nodding throughout about the zero to oh, nuclear no, not, reactions. Not nodding off throughout. Yeah. <laughs> To every well, I... tiny infraction and also shared in the grim realisation that Martha Gate is going to drag on and on, on and on. on, and on. So are they going to get I may now, not, he says, be along for the ride. Kate's outburst in the church could well be the final straw of self-righteous, entitled arrogance that I am prepared to put up with. <laughs> I used to like Kate in a, oh, Kate, way, and she was one of the few Aldridges not on my long-standing Archer's Characters I Hate list, initially inside my head, now on Apple Notes. Not longer I have had my fill of look, no you look, confrontations, and Martha is only 54 weeks old. Now, I would normally be happy to see Chris kicked up the arse by an equine creature being forced into a pair of clark size sevens and fall into an anvil or something, but I am now Team Carter and Franks, particularly for Magnificent Susan's sake. Sunday's episode may be very cross, only alleviated by Amy's note-perfect Mavis Riley impression when accosted by Kate. <laughs> Let's have more bungalow painting, wrinkly cricket, and even sodding, rewilding, or shula, if it means less high ground parading. Yours crossly, Phil Bailey. Ooh, well, Phil. Phil, I think the, the um, what was that phrase? High grounding parade. Parading. For- parading that i think that's done with now mm. i think that was the climax and now alice and chris are going to get back together yeah and that'll be done mm. but also we've got rory to look forward to next week we've got oh is he back installation he's coming back for easter Hall. oh so we might get more info on whatever he's up to ah. unless they've completely forgotten yes and he'll come back university. as a woman or something anyway. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, maybe he will. Mm. <gasps> they haven't had a um, trans story like that. Only yet. a matter of time. Oh, that for the archers, that's very oh, difficult. That's very complicated ground for them. <laughs> they can't do that well. No, no, no. Pronouns all over the shop. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, Andrew Stewart says... Uh, I'm in a couple of Archer's Facebook groups, which are just fine, but can also annoy when I get told off for mentioning any examples of crap acting. Which brings me to Amy. You've got to be so careful on these groups. 
First of all, how wet and pathetic is she? In the face of Kate's tirade, the correct and appropriate response was blindingly obvious. Just tell her to F off. <laughs> Second, what's all this stuff about Christianity being an issue? I know it hasn't been published for a while, but have these people not heard of the news of the world? If it wasn't for vicars and their congregations engaging in illicit sex, the thing would have been no more than adverts and blank pages. Third, she appears to be geographically challenged. Assuming St. Stephen's doesn't have a lavatory, thus doubtless requiring Peggy to have a sly wee behind Jack's massive gravestone every Sunday, why didn't Amy just go back to the vicarage exactly, i.e. next door, to get a hanky rather than traipse sobbing all the way to the village shop? Andrew, P.S. Are you still planning to do a show in Sheffield? Not a random question. I do live there. Yes, we are. Possibly at your house, Andrew. Uh, Yes. And P.P.S. More randomly... While walking along Regent's Canal on the morning of Thursday the 3rd of March, Tube Strike Day, a woman passed me on a bike who looked a bit like Harriet. That Could it totally have been me. her? Yes, it was. Ah! Because that was Tube Strike Day. And yes. I had to get from North Acton to town, to Soho, and so I went along the canal. Ah! How weird. How on earth would you... And do you know what was funny? At that time, I was looking at the canal boats, thinking about Rex. Wow. Um, Rex in the Arches, not my own son. So but... there we go. You have had a sighting of Harriet wow. in the wild, Andrew. How amazing. A, re- a wild sighting. Few of us can say that. Also, I would have been just hoping that no one was walking past me while I was cycling down there. I probably looked in the right mood because <laughs> <laughs> of the tube strike. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to go to Paddington and then you've got to do that tricky bit. And how do I get under that road? Oh, I would have been really stressed. About what are they days. striking for anyway? I don't even know. <laughs> Stupid room. Um, oh, I'll do wave next time. Yes, do. not too, to no hi. sudden movements in case she wobbles off into the canal. That would be. That was also what I was panicking yeah, about. Don't lurch <laughs> out. No lurching. I kept thinking if someone like rides past me the other way really fast, I'm going to topple and then I'll fall <laughs> into the canal. It'll all end terribly. <laughs> and but also, it's a bit scary sometimes going cycling down there because there's usually no one around, mm. and you're like anything could happen and mm. <laughs> I've got no, I don't think anyone will hear me scream oh. but obviously yeah that, that wouldn't have happened in that situation no but <laughs> please do say hi next time just to be clear she's not accusing you of any form of <laughs> I wasn't like oh my god that's a weird looking guy <laughs> staring gonna, at me I'm gonna speed up I'm gonna throw myself in the canal to thwart him <laughs> um next is from um Jeff Horn who says uh, previously known as Jaw Wired Jeff, because the first time he got in touch with us, he just had an operation and his jaw was wired shut. Having signed up to participate in regular YouGov surveys in a moment of boredom. My God, Jeff, how bored were you? My interest was finally pricked when I received an invitation to join a podcast survey. I listened to many podcasts, but even I hadn't heard of most of them. I did wonder, though, if Dan Snow was funding this particular survey, as his name appeared a little too often to be coincidental. I was dismayed to see that my favourite, Ambridge on the Couch, did not appear on the list of (gasps) which of these podcasts do you listen to? Needless to say, the situation is untenable, and the remaining 46 (laughs) questions were answered along the lines of favourite this, that and everything, Ambridge on the Couch. I hope that my full-scale assault on this very disturbing omission by the YouGov panel has now been addressed. And if anyone else receives a similar survey, I would expect Ambridge on the Couch will appear at the very top of the list, which will allow you to simply tick the box and then not bother with questions 2 to 46. (laughs) 
just to confirm what everyone else is thinking. Everything about the show is wonderful. And I can't imagine my week without you all. Thank you so much for all the hard work you do and the amount of joy that you bring. Jeff Kiss Kiss. Thank oh, you, Jeff thank Kiss you, Kiss. Jeff. And but why was YouGov doing something about... Why was it doing a podcast? Because YouGov, they could, you can pay them to do things. You, you pay them to... Could we pay them to do a survey about us? What would we ask? I don't know. Just, do you like it? What people... <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. That's the end of the survey. <laughs> the results, some people like us. Depends. Wouldn't it be awful if it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah, then we'd have loads to rethink. of people we'd do have not to... like us. <laughs> we'd have to Shit. rethink our our, our a week. <laughs> but um... anyway, also, can I, if anybody is on one of those scary Facebook groups, because I've seen them, I've sort of stalked them from afar just to see what people are talking about in the arches, and that oh my god, there's some that people get cross, don't they, on Facebook? Oh. Because also, it's not necessarily that it's the actor's fault. Sometimes it's just the way it's written for an actor, I yes, think. Yes, absolutely. So, you so you, you're entitled to think what you think. Uh, anyway, yes. But um, <sighs> if anyone wants to uh, occasionally just mention our podcast, that'd be great. Yeah. Thanks. Because as, as Shambridge, I've got a Shambridge Facebook page, but I'm always a bit scared to go on one of the Archer's groups and say... Hi. <laughs> Please I don't hit a, me. Thank you. An ep- episode up because I don't know what what the sort of etiquette is no. in that situation. I feel like you are allowed to recommend if it's not your project. You I am absolutely. It. I'm not on Facebook, and I am absolutely no, it's, terrified it's, of it. Well, scary. It, yes, it just seems to be full of people who are like getting cross, wandering around with a with a with a loaded revolver in their hands, waiting to blow your head off when you open your mouth. Yeah, I've seen some of the archers. Like, if somebody says something that somebody on the group doesn't like, they they, they go for them. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Not, but anyway, nice. please, uh, please, if you are if you are one of those, or even if you are the person that has a go at them, can you just mention our podcast? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Before you have a go at everybody else. Um, uh, Willa. Do you remember Willa? Willa no, was with the, the great, one, great name. Great name. Willa Hammett Brown with the great name. With the brothers. Willa and the brothers. With the, Willa and the brothers. brothers. And she uh, is also the one that went on that holiday where they were looking for terrifying <laughs> goat demons under yeah. motorway bridges. Great and holiday. Mm. If yeah. you like that sort of thing. Um, she says, Dear Lord, you brilliant women, a girl misses a few episodes and all hell breaks loose. Lucy nearly dies and then becomes a wayfish Victorian invalid before staging a miraculous recovery. I didn't nearly die. You become Patreon millionaires. Martin goes and writes in to do something other than feud with me and Tom Peach makes more than one appearance. What a whirlwind. I have listened to you for 13 hours in one week. A figure I hope my boss never learns. <laughs> anyway... After several false starts cancelled due to Omicron, I finally got to see Martin in person last week and forced him to forgive me for never inviting him to the Gin and Gossip Society. I can assure you he has not got brain liquid coming out of his ear, but he does use the brain engineer as an excuse every time he loses a game. Um, We put the world to rights, including figuring out that it wasn't, in fact, Adam that he and his long-suffering husband fancied, but Toby. You see, when I started listening four years ago, a man came on and Martin and his long-suffering husband introduced his character as one useless whiny half of a pair of useless whiny men. See, so it was either Adam and Ian or the fair brethren. I will, however, take this opportunity to announce on record that I think Adam sounds hot. Useless, whiny, entitled, selfish and randomly cruel, a.k.a. an Aldridge, but hot. P.S. I'm with Harriet. Matt's uh, Pride and Prejudice Archer's theme brought me to tears. I also played the murder she wrote one four times over in the bath, nearly dropping and ruining my phone in the process. And P.P.P.S. 
Uh, I, along with Lucy, would like to marry Jim. Um, <laughs> and, oh, the new alignment by which Usha, Alan and Jim are my favourite characters is emotional whiplash. <laughs> because, yes, every, they, they went from being yes. fairly yes. uninteresting bit parts to all of a sudden yeah. the only people that were making Heroes. sense anymore. Yeah. Um, that is funny. That is funny. I'm, uh, I completely lost my trail of thought. I was going to say something that, oh, no, I know. Yeah, because that'll be our second question in the podcast. Adam, hot or not? Yeah, the podcast. Oh, in the, in the survey. Uh, so in the survey. Right. In our podcast survey, in our YouGov survey, mm. Ambridge on the Couch, yes or no? Uh, uh, pod, what's his name? Oh my God, I've lost the plot now. Adam, yes or no? Okay. That'll be it. And then there has to be another question, won't there? Giving um, us a grand total of three. Three questions. Mm. Um, uh, but that's great to know that the Gin Club is, uh, is it still up and running though? Well, I think I think it under brothers, but whether or not. But no, but Willa didn't mention the brothers there. No. She mentioned Martin. They've 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 forgiven each other. Well, they're other. probably running scared after your slightly hysterically overexcited reaction to them last time. Well, I'm still quite excited to meet the brothers. <laughs> but wasn't there like a? Did that turn out to be a myth? <laughs> did they turn out not to be brothers? Was no, 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 no. They were they were brothers. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. But there was something that turned out to be not. Quite what we thought it was, Lucy. Not quite as exciting as we thought it was. Maybe it wasn't Seven Brothers. No, it definitely wasn't Seven because okay. that's a musical and that was. But where Lord are the brothers, Hedigan, Willa? It? What are your brothers yeah. up to? Yeah, just wondering. Yeah, <laughs> Lucy's wondering. I'm wondering mm, for a yeah, totally me. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Uh, we'll see Laurie... you in Sheffield. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Laurie Jones said. Last October, I got fed up with the world and went on a total hiatus from all news that included podcasts, which means The Archers. Then Russia invaded Ukraine and I got sucked in again. So I found myself having to catch up on four months of life in Ambridge. Not quite sure about the link between Russia invading Ukraine and you going back to listen to The Archers. But anyway, um, I'm still three months behind. My OCD makes me listen to every minute, which is sad because each mystery play took me a week to slog through. (laughs) (laughs) One, so... They have questions. Is the most exciting thing going on in Ambridge still Tony teaching Tom how to load a dishwasher? Did Alice go on a vitriolic bender after her little brother, whose name I dare not try to spell, shat all over her, which she may or may not have deserved? Um, did Mike move back to Ambridge or is my utter joy at having him back about to be squelched? Yes. yes. Maybe Alice gave her ticket to nowhere to Kirsty because if no, anyone needs to get away and get her life together, it is Kirsty. Yes. Has harassment become born again after getting to know Jesus like no one else could? Yes. Have <laughs> Maya and Chelsea become BFFs? No. No. Nope. Who got the bungalow? Pip or Josh? Stella. Stella got the bungalow. <laughs> we don't know why. Uh, I just wanted to record this moment in time at the outside chance that things get interesting again so I could remember how excruciatingly boring the Archers was back in January. Very truly yours, Laurie. Laurie then follows this up and says, Ha ha! The Alice on Shambridges agreed with me and gave the travel voucher to Kirsty, who clearly needs it more than yes. Alice does, so I count that as a prediction coming true. Um, also, I think I called the Nativity Passion Play the mysteries. Oops, sorry, perhaps it's because it is a complete mystery to me how anyone can listen to them. Took me two weeks and that was on double time. Okay, I promise I will leave you alone now until I get caught up. Hopefully I will forget soon what my predictions were so I won't be tempted to crow about them. Too late, we've now talked about them. So they're still there. Uh, uh, look, the mysteries, the passions, the <sighs> nativity, they all roll into one. Yeah, they do. Annoying productions. <laughs> Linda Snell Vanity Project, that's what they're... Yeah. MBE. There's nothing at Easter, though, is there? 
Oh, no... I thought mystery plays were we've been spared, Harriet. Passion. We've been spared. Hang on, was the passion last Easter? Or was it postponed for it COVID? It was postponed, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that, mm. that's right, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's it's one of those ones that could be done. It's not just Easter. It can be done at any time, apparently. Oh, any time that's a bit religious. Mm. Well, Easter oh. or Christmas then, I suppose. Do you know what we also haven't we... had yet? Oh, yeah. I hate this storyline. I hate it. They do it every... Shula giving up chocolate for Lent. Oh, God. Oh, hang on. There wasn't... There hasn't been much Lent... There was, you know, like usually there's a big Lent thing, isn't there, going mm. on? I don't think there's been anything. No. Well, Last year they had the a The whole chan- church is full of people shouting at each other. Well, it's because they've got the Easter bunny now. Oh. That's their new Lent, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to moan about the Easter bunny if it means I don't get to listen <coughs> to Shula. <coughs> Shula. Not eating chocolate. Oh, hello, Easter bunny. <coughs> Shut up. Stop honking that thing in my ear. <laughs> Don't like it. <laughs> um, well, that was nice. Yes. Oh, it's lovely having loads of emails. I know. Oh, so nice. Nice to hear from our old friends as well. I've missed you all. Yes. And now let's tune in to BBC Radio Borsetshire, where Febreze is hosting a live phone in. Radio Borsetshire. Yes, I am telling you she has run off with Lorraine with the cargo pants. The dog whisperer from the afternoon show who say you must make excited noise all the time for the dog. I bet she is making excited noise all the time now. Yes, they've gone to somewhere what sound a bit lumpy. Uh, a bridge. Oh, Ebden Bridge. So now we have no sports lady. Yes. Apparently, she had husband who is very surprised, but I do not know why he was surprised, as she always wore those shoes, you know. Oh, I have to go. Colin is bang. Sorry, Colin. Hello, hello. Welcome to Drive Time with Febreze, looking like I have just stepped out of the salon, because I have. Sadly, we have to say goodbye to Sandy, our old sports correspondent, who has gone on a long holiday to Ebden Bridge. Today, we are visit Ambridge, where Miss Tracy Horrible has set up a cricket team for the elders of the village called the Amside Swingers. Our new sports correspondent, Bitchy Renault, has been to one of their matches where they all run about in whiteness and shout. Please, running the tape, Colin. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Village Green here in Ambridge. It's a beautiful sunny day. Ambridge are back in the field this morning, hoping to improve on yesterday's performance when Penny has it, were 424 for one declared, and the swingers managed just 11 all out. Derek Fletcher nearly made it through to the close of play yesterday, but got caught behind, not for the first time. Slightly curious decision by the Penny Hassett skipper not to impose the follow-on this morning, especially as if they had, we'd all be in the pub by lunchtime. Pitch is a bit grassy and the Longhorns got out, so there's a few surprises around the outfield. Peggy Woolley will open proceedings from the culvert end this morning. She's a finger spinner with a really nasty off-break. Lots of ground to cover for the fielders today. Jim Lloyd is just a speck on the horizon there, in between the post box, and Linda Snell with her speed camera. 
Jill Archer is at silly mid-off, taking advantage of the lull in the batting to... Well, I think she's making toad in the hole. Despite being an amateur side, they've got quite impressive kit, the Ambridge Swingers. Gloves, bat and helmet all branded. And the pads have been sponsored by Tenor UK in continence range. Oh, and the batsman's just hit that straight down a cow corner, where it nearly hit Shula. Auntie Carboard tried to deflect, hurt her hand, and nobody needs to hear that sort of language. Frankly, that's not what we're looking for at all. She's heading down towards the batsman to have it out with him, but I think she'll be a while, and he doesn't seem too worried. All happening out there this over, that was the googly, the surprise ball there from Woolly. Ambridge Swingers had their surprise ball earlier, of course, in the changing rooms when Tony Archer's elastic went. Oh, and Neil Carter is appealing, very enthusiastically yelling, How's it? There. The umpire's breaking in a new pair of bifocals, so not sure he's seen. He's shouting, How's what? Oh, and the umpire's put his finger up. Not strictly necessary, I don't think, but it's been a long match and everyone's getting tetchy. First change is pie-chucker extraordinaire Oliver Sterling, and the pitch is starting to break up here. Yes, that ball's really bounced off the crack from a good length. That'll be Tony's elastic gone again. He's hobbling off the field now. And the batsman's put Sterling away there. Timed that beautifully past Silly Mid-On, and he's racing down the ground for four pennies. And happily for Tony, it's tea. Beautifully executed tea by Fallon Rogers. Lovely attention to detail there, right down to a cup full of spare dentures next to the flapjacks. Serious injuries this match include Bert Horobin's cramp and a black eye for Leonard after he intercepted one of Tony's bouncers yesterday. Tony really needs to get that elastic sorted out. Well, thank you, Pitchy Reno. That was very confused but restful, and I did not understand any of it. I had a little nap, though, which was very healthy. Anyway, bye-bye from Febreze. Enjoy your sportings, and if not, then you could also just go to Ebden Bridge. Radio Borsetshire I was. I, you, I only had six seconds to think of a cricket pun. Oh, how's that, Lucy? Oh God, oh, I don't know. I, just, I can't. I don't know cricket enough no, to know. I don't know just balls, enough. isn't it? And mm. you know, yeah, it doesn't work. No. I think of one for next week. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you, February. <laughs> if you if you visit Patreon.com and look up Ambridge on the couch, you can sus- you can support us at any subscription level, and we will love you. Our most recent patrons are Willa, <laughs> Willa Hammett Brown. But as she's got three but names, we, we're counting her as three. She gets three her own song because I'm mm-hmm. going to ask her brothers to perform it too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, do you want to bring Rex in? Thanks. They're just all leaving. I have to do my babysitting now. <laughs> Rex is coming in in a minute. Um, okay, they're going to the football, and uh, Rex is coming in. Um, he's too young for QPR. <laughs> and I'm too not interested for it. <laughs> uh, yes. Right, we so. better get a wiggle on then, hadn't we? Yes, sorry. Um, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter at, at on Ambridge Febreze, it's at Fabulous Febreze, or you can email us at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. Is Rex there? 
<laughs> Rexy, do you want to come and say hi? Yeah, off you go, off you go. Rexy. It's fine, he's just uh, uh, wandering around. Okay. Um, now, this week's theme from Matt Rodriguez Payne. Oh, <laughs> so, that was nice, Rexy. That's, it's a good, Rexy, come here. You, do you want to come and listen to the music? Yeah. Come on then, come on. You say hi. Hi. Oh, hello, sweetheart. <laughs> Can you hear Lucy? She's saying hi. Hi. Okay. Hello, Rex. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry you're sad. Talk, talk, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh, but dear. I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to the theme. Okay, well, because there was a lot... Oh, Rex is there, so I go. There was a lot of <laughs> S-E-X in <gasps> the it, He's too young to understand. With, with... Oh, I don't know, he might, be a, he might be a prodigy and be able to spell. Camomile Lawn? No. Listen, uh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. the city oh my god that is brilliant that was brilliant it was brilliant wasn't it <laughs> I, I couldn't really hear it because rex had the headphones on. you liked it well rex liked it that's the did main he love thing. it yeah. it's so good wasn't it matt did it you say thank you matt thank you matt <laughs> very good excellent <laughs> um i think rex should be a regular correspondent can he come on next week <laughs> what do you think of the arches do you like it is it funny? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to be in it? Yeah. 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 I should get, um, get another job as well, Rex. Don't just, <laughs> yeah, 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 don't yeah, pin yeah. everything on the Don't arches. rely on that radio, no. <laughs> buddy. <laughs> no way. Uh, but he's about, he's got sort of the same level of maturity as Tony. So he, Yeah. He, he, well, he, he actually, I'd say right. he sounds, he sounds like a good deal more together than Tony, to be honest. <laughs> and a lot less whingy. Um, Right, should we say goodbye? Yeah. Yeah? yeah, yeah okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm slightly slightly distracted now. Sorry about that. It's that was lovely right? to hear him. <laughs> and, um, and we'll play Sex and the City again. Yes, I want to hear end. it again. I want to actually hear it. <laughs> and, um, can, Rex, can you say bye-bye, everybody? Oh, Rexy, come here. You've got to say, you've got to say bye-bye to everybody. Bye-bye. Say bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> and bye, Lucy. Bye, Lucy. Bye, bye, darling. <laughs> oh, bye, Lucy. Thank bye. you very much. Uh, Thank so you for listening, it. everybody. And together, Lucy. Together what? Ha- t- and we haven't done our have a, a love- lovely week. week. Have a lovely week. Have a lovely week. Right, I'm going to play the music out again. Yay. Bye.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.